like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. We're headed down to Colorado to welcome today's Song of the Soul guest, Kevin Slick starts from roots in Pennsylvania, kept on growing through a sojourn in New York, but has been in Colorado for more than a decade now. His music has visited many genres as well and continues to meander, though there is a continuing relation to folk. So whether it's bluegrass, psychedelic folk rock, classical, or Lon Chaney soundtracks, you will be hearing a temporary, evolving face of soul and spirit in its myriad forms. And can I mention that Kevin wrote an instrumental for a film called Dancing Naked in God's Navel? Get ready for a ride and a treat as Kevin Slick now joins us by phone from Colorado. Kevin, it's great you could join me today for Song of the Soul. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk with you. I'm a little bit disappointed I didn't end up crossing paths with you when I was down in Colorado last summer. What's the place where you specifically live? I live in Louisville, Colorado, which is a small town. It's in Boulder County, right next to Boulder. So we're about 15 miles from Denver and maybe five miles from Boulder, right along what they call the Front Range, which is the eastern side of the Rocky Mountains. So we're pretty much smack up against the mountains here in Boulder County. And I was in Greeley for a week last year for what's called the Friends General Conference gathering. I wandered down to Boulder to visit a good friend from Peace Corps days. Is Boulder your big town, or is Louisville its own independent metropolis? <laughs> well, metropolis would be a stretch, I think. It is growing a bit, and it's become a, a very popular place to live these days. But Boulder is clearly the bigger town. That's where the University of Colorado is. And then, of course, Denver you know, is not far away out there. And so that'd be, those would be the places you'd go typically to see concerts or go to a museum or something like that. So how long have you been there, and has your history with music, did you start music out in the East, I'm assuming? Yeah, I can always tell people pretty much the exact moment I became a musician, and that was when I was five years old in February of 1964 when I saw the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show. Uh, <laughs> that was clearly a moment when the ground slid open and something emerged. Yeah, I remember it, I think, partly too, because I had been allowed to stay up later that night. I remember my parents saying, well, you know, you stay up a little bit later tonight because there's this group on TV and everyone's talking about them. We, we don't know anything about them, but everyone says it's really something to see. So I remember watching that, of course, with my parents and thinking, yeah, this is something to see. This is what I want to do. This is, this is what it's all about, you know. You became a fan at the age of five. Wow. And did your parents stay fans? Well, 
My parents both loved music. My father fiddled about with a banjo a little bit, although never really got proficient on it. My mother was a choir director at, at our local church that I grew up in, and she was the kind of person who would just walk around the house singing. She might sing old hymns or Broadway show tunes or popular songs. If she knew like a line from a song and she liked it, she would just walk around the house singing that. So she liked show tunes, standards, jazz, kind of things like that. And then my father liked country music and bluegrass. So I grew up hearing the Country Gentleman and Flat and Scruggs and Jim Reeves and Eddie Arnold and, of course, Hank Williams. So I grew up in that environment, and my father was an electrical engineer, and so we always had pretty sophisticated, at least for the time, stereo equipment and radios, pretty powerful radios around the house that... I remember in the summertime at night being able to listen to the radio and pick up, you know, the stations from New York City, although I was in Pennsylvania at that time, and, and from Chicago and, and places like that, and hearing all this great music that was on the air in those days. So you were in Pennsylvania, you were in New York for a while, and then somehow you end up in Colorado. Why Colorado? Well... If you've ever lived around New York City, you know that it can be a very invigorating and exciting place, and I certainly appreciated that. While I was there, I was working with something called the Reading and Writing Project at Teachers College at Columbia. It's also a pretty frenetic lifestyle. So having a son, a young son at that time, wanted to have him be able to grow up in a situation where outdoor activities were more the norm of what people just do on a on a regular day. And that's certainly the case out here in Colorado. People, you know, go for a hike or go for a bike ride or they go skiing. That's just kind of a normal thing along with everything else you would typically do too. But that sort of outdoor lifestyle and and slightly more relaxed kind of lifestyle was really appealing. So you got a little bit more laid back. Did you like the frenetic stuff when you were younger? Yes, I guess I did on some levels. I grew up more or less in the country, as I mentioned, in, in central Pennsylvania. And I was always interested in music, always listened to the radio, that sort of thing. But I guess I've always been something of a a quieter, more laid-back personality in general. I appreciate the busyness of the city and and the opportunities and the culture and everything like that. But all things being said, I'd say I'd probably lean more towards something a little more rustic. This has, has fit that pretty nicely out here. Now, the reason I connected with you, Kevin, is I was just looking through the list on the PMN, the People's Music Network website. They've got a list of people who are members of PMN. And I said, I'd like to have one of those musicians on. Your description included something about spirit or soul. And so I picked you out of the list. I said, Kevin Slick, he's slick. He's into (laughs) spirit and soul. And so, okay, Song of the Soul program, he's a natural. So I checked you out. Is the spiritual soul niche that seems to be strong for you, is that a very common thing about PMN of the, again, People's Music Network? I think so. A lot of the people that have inspired me over the years are musicians that I think of as being spiritual or soulful. And that's in a very broad definition. It doesn't necessarily refer to a religious connotation. But I'm thinking of people like Paul Robeson, certainly, uh, Patti Smith, Yoko Ono. People like that have inspired me greatly because the music seems to come from such a passionate inward place and probably the single person that has influenced me the most as a musician and thinking of music as a way to live 
I, I have in the past played music for a living. That's been my primary job. It's it's not now. I'm a school teacher now, and so music is not my living, but music is my life. And the person that influenced me the most in that was definitely Pete Seeger. His way of using music for social awareness and social change and having an impact on people and bringing people together was a huge influence for me. So when I think of the, like the spiritual nature of, of music or the soul of music, it's often a broad description. The songs that I thought of to play today are all ones that in some way or another seem to fit that. Maybe we could listen to one. The first one that comes to mind, I guess, for me would be Freedom Dance, which was a song that I wrote quite a few years ago. It was when the uh, you know, anti-apartheid protests were happening around in, in this country and certainly in South Africa, but I was living at that time in State College, Pennsylvania, where Penn State University is. There was a big push for the university to divest of any companies doing business in South Africa. So that's where that song came from. That was the inspiration for that. Pretty much reading news reports of people and trying to put into a song my feelings, being someone following this story happening on the other side of the world, and yet feeling connected to, connected to that struggle. That's why I use lines in it like, my heart must beat like thunder, rolling in harmony with the heartbeat of a million others, rising to be free. It's about you know, putting myself into that experience and talking about it and trying to write about it in a very hopeful and positive and upbeat way. Rolling in harmony With the heartbeat of a million others Rising up to be free I'm rising like the ocean With the strength inside of me Dancing on the winds of freedom Strength inside of me Is the power to Changes I see Brought on by a beautiful anger It's demanding dignity I'm rising mighty Like the ocean With the strength inside of me Dancing on the winds of freedom Strength inside of me
there is Kevin Slick and the song is Freedom Dance. It's from his solo album Initial which was from back in 1993 but he also recorded it a number of other times. You recorded it Kevin on your very first recording Tap Dancing in the Middle Ages. You recorded it several times with Neo Sudo Last Night in Philadelphia and Ancient Windows and August 11, 1985 and Ed's Last Night. Is this your number one tune that people just flock? They just say, you've got to play. You can't leave the stage without playing Freedom Dance. Well, it did certainly in the days of Neo Sudo, which was a band that I, I played with full time for many years. Those are we're based out of Philadelphia. It certainly was a popular song there. Yeah, I mentioned Pete Seeger as being a, a huge influence. And the stuff of his that particularly interested me at first was his albums that he made for Folkways records that are often just him on banjo and vocals. And I love the sparseness of that sound. It just sounded so honest and so real and accessible and interesting and mysterious and all of those things. When I've done some of his songs, I certainly play some of them on the banjo, but one of the songs of his that I really like is uh, Quite Early Morning. Somewhere along the line, I had the idea that I could play it in a more up-tempo way with more of a beat. So I started doing it like that, and I had a chance to play it, play that arrangement of, of Quite Early Morning for Pete one time at People's Music Network, and he was delighted because he noted right away, you could dance to it. I love when people can dance to my song. <laughs> I sent him a copy of the album when it came out, and he replied that he was proud of that version. He really liked it. So, <laughs> He's a great drummer. He played in some different music sessions at People's Music Network where I've seen Pete pull out a pair of conga drums or a djembe or something like that and really go to town. He was pretty excellent at that, at that sort of thing. Do you go to the People's Music Network gatherings each summer? or I mean, that's a long haul, New York from Colorado. Yeah. I haven't much lately. I used to go pretty often. In fact, I went for the first time in 1980 or 81, which was one of the earliest years that it was happening, I think. And pretty much, I guess, attended probably into the 1990s somewhere along the way until I moved well, I guess even the early 2000s, so we moved out years. There certainly were some memorable experiences. I met some wonderful people there. That's where I met Pete Seeger the first time and many times after that, which was great. The, one of my songs, Powerful Voice, which is a song about Paul Robeson, is very much connected to People's Music Network. In 1998, they were going to have as the theme the 100th anniversary of Paul Robeson's birth. And so... I had written that song, and the organizers asked, could I play it for the opening event? And I said, sure, we can do that. That'd be great. 
when I finished, I went off the stage, was putting my guitar away, and uh, I felt someone tap me on the shoulder, and I turned around, and it was, was Pete Seeger, and he leans down, and he goes, now that was a damn good song. <laughs> so, that was great. <laughs> but also there that same day was the musical group Two of a Kind, David and Jenny Heitler Clevin, friends of mine from Philadelphia. And they heard that song, and they were in the process of recording an album and said, wow, could we put that on the album? You haven't recorded it yet, but could we do it? And I said, sure. You know, I said, this is kind of what I have in mind, what I would hear on sound of it. I'd love to hear something kind of gospel-sounding. And they just nailed it. I mean, they got, they even went over to New Jersey and recorded with a, a choir at a church in New Jersey. And it totally has that sound. I've never actually recorded the song myself because I just felt they did it so great. I don't, I don't need to, <laughs> don't need to take care of that one. That one's already taken care of. It's already out in the world having its life. So I was happy to just write that one and let someone else take charge of recording and singing it. You know, I think what we better do is let people hear these songs. You mentioned Quite Early Morning, which is from Balance, a 1999 recording that you did solo. Let's follow that and go straight from that into Powerful Voice, Paul Robeson's song, performed by Two of a Kind. Here today for Song of the Soul, Kevin Slick, Quite Early Morning, and Powerful Voice. You know it's darkest before the dawn and this thought keeps me moving on If we could heed these early warnings The time is now, quite early morning If we could heed these early warnings The time is now, quite early morning Some say that we won't long endure what makes them feel so sure I know that you who hear my singing Could make those three the bells go ringing I know that you who hear my singing Could make those three the bells go ringing
powerful voice ringing out all over the land. Oh, oh, oh Mr. Paul, robes and singing out and taking a stand. A hundred years ago, a baby boy was born over in Princeton town. And he grew up singing for freedom and justice. Oh, what a glorious sound. Oh, oh what a powerful voice ringing out all over the land. Oh, 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 Mr. Paul, robes and singing out and taking a stand. On the stage, on the screen, on the football field, seemed like nothing that he could not do. But it was singing the songs of freedom and struggle where his spirit really rang true. Oh, oh, what a powerful voice ringing out all over the land. Oh, oh, oh Mr. Paul robes and singing out and taking a stand. He said everyone must make a choice to be a slave or to walk free. You can go whichever way you want, but freedom is for me. Oh, what a powerful voice ringing out all over the land. Oh, oh, oh Mr. Paul, ropes and singing out and taking a stand. gone but his voice remains you can hear it ringing over the hills when you sing out for freedom and you fight for justice his spirit is living still oh what a powerful voice ringing out all over the land oh, oh mr paul robes and singing out and taking a stand First up, you heard Quite Early Morning. Pete Seeger wrote it, and Kevin Slick performed it. And then you heard Powerful Voice, which is a song written by Kevin Slick, but performed there by Two of a Kind. Kevin Slick is my guest today for Song of the Soul. It is a Northern Spirit Radio production on the web, northernspiritradio.org. On there, you'll find almost nine years of our programs for free listening and download. You'll find our RSS feed. You want to do it that way or go to iTunes. You can connect up that way. You'll find information links to our guests, and you will also find a place to post comments. Make our communication two-way. I've done my part. You've got the other side now. Also, you can leave donations. There's a donate button. There's an address you could use. The important thing is help make this work continue. These programs are circulated typically by community radio stations, and community radio is so invaluable, bringing you slice of news and of music that you just get nowhere else. So start out by supporting your local community radio stations with your wallet and with your hands. If you can help me out, northernspiritradio.org is where you want to go. And you also want to visit Kevin Slick, his website, kevinslick.com. Of course, you can find him on Facebook. And in the meantime, let's have some more of your music so that 
by the time we finish this Song of the Soul, we know quite a bit more about Kevin Slick. Well, how Slick. about we listen to probably the most recent recording of any of the songs that we're hearing today, and that's uh, Pennsylvania Dream. This is the song I wrote this past year, and it is performed here by one of the bands that I play with currently, which is Steel Pennies, a bluegrass band here in Colorado. Colorado is a phenomenal bluegrass scene out here, and bluegrass is a, a genre I've loved for years, so I've been really fortunate to play with this group. We often joke a bit about the fact that bluegrass music has a lot of home songs. There's all these songs about, you know, home. And, and so, like, if the singer is at home, then they want to get away from home. And if they're away from home, they want to get back home. Kind of <laughs> the two main categories. But the one thing they all have in common is that the home is always in the hills of Caroline and the hills of Old Virginia or something like that. It's someplace south of the Mason-Dixon line. That That much is guaranteed. I don't come from there, so I come from Pennsylvania. So I wrote a home song about Pennsylvania, which is not really saying, oh, I miss Pennsylvania so much, I want to go back to Pennsylvania, can't wait to go back to Pennsylvania. It's more of saying, now that I'm away from Pennsylvania, I appreciate some things about it that, I don't know that I would say that I didn't appreciate them before, but I certainly can see it with a different pair of eyes being away. And so that's what that song is about. It's about thinking of, of your home place, fondly thinking of it in a new way and seeing it in a new way. And so that was kind of the gist of the, of the lyric in that about I had to leave you before I could see you in my dream. This particular recording is the band Steel Pennies and Songs Country in the Dream. If I could sing my way back home I'd sing the hills that roll along the sky Stream rolling down through the glen and mountain laurel blooming on the side. Oh, Pennsylvania, I had to leave you before I could see you in my dreams. Sunlight on an autumn day And the gently fallen leaves its sway And the finest memories I've ever known songs have sung since the day when I began to roam. And the more that I have traveled and the longer I've been away, seems the better that I know my own home. Oh, Pennsylvania. 
album is Rusty Zinc-Coated Bluegrass Music. The band is Steel Pennies, and the song is Pennsylvania Dream, written by Kevin Slick, who's my guest today for Song of the Soul. And that's just one of the bands he performs with, Steel Pennies. But he's also been part of Neo Sudo. We mentioned them before. And you also perform now, I think, with a group called the Amen Trio. And can I get a witness here? Yes, that is that is true. Amen Trio is a group that started out really last fall. One of the local musicians in the area is a really phenomenal fiddle player, Annie Savage, called me and said, why don't I make a Christmas album? I saw a bunch of your videos on YouTube that you had done a lot of Christmas music. Why don't we do a Christmas album? And I said, that sounds great. Yeah, that, that would be wonderful. And she said, you know, I, I have a friend, Andrea, you know, Andrea Love. She's a great singer and plays Penny Whistle and such. You know, this would be, I think it'd be kind of fun. And I said, yeah, that's great. What were you thinking? Because I was thinking she was meaning like this summer, let's record something. And she's like, no, let's do something like right now and put it out this year. So we got together in the studio for a day session and pretty much just ran through, let's see, what can we do? How about God Rest You Marriage Home? Yeah, that sounds good. All right. Well, you start off on something on guitar and nod when you want me to come in and I'll play the fiddle or something. And we do that. And we did that pretty much in a day and a half, I guess. We, we did that album. And then we've been playing, starting to play out a little bit and record some lately. So the, the group is myself on guitar and banjo and bazooki, Annie Savage playing fiddle and harp and also singing, and Andrea Love singing and playing penny whistle and some percussion as well. And we chose the name Amen Trio. It was really Annie's suggestion. And I really liked it when she talked about the idea of making spiritual music that is not necessarily religious in nature, but celebrating the spirit of music. And that the phrase Amen means so be it. I liked that idea of saying, yeah, music is spiritual. And we've been doing a series of releasing songs we've been recording, just putting them on, on the web for people to listen to and calling them our gratitude sessions, saying, here's an offering, here's what we're offering in gratitude. We also entered into using that name full well, knowing that it could be confusing to people, that they might say, oh, so are you a gospel group or are you a, you know, what, what, what are you? And so we've been calling the music Americana Chamber Music. <laughs> Well, you do have your disclaimer that I saw when I was looking up things about the Amen Trio. It says, while we are not affiliated with any specific religious or spiritual group, even though the name might suggest such a connection, we do embrace the spiritual in a universal sense. So I thought that to go with that kind of an idea, your perfect name would just put your three names together, Slick Savage Love. <laughs> uh, several people have mentioned, yes, that that, that could be That would be the perfect, Slick Savage Love. It's got a ring to it. <laughs> then, of course, people might confuse us with a heavy metal band or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, could you talk about, for you and Andrea and Annie, what spiritual or religious or whatever you bring to it? I think you're Quaker or have been or whatever. I mean, what's the whole religious, spiritual thing for you three or for you? Well, I could uh, have to speak for myself primarily. Yes, I'm, I'm a Quaker, and that experience and that expression best fits me or best describes me. And when I, when I say that, I'm, I'm thinking of the notion of the inner light, the idea that there is that of God in everyone, and that 
our individual experiences are, are that, are individual. That the divine can speak to us and connect with us in unique and individual ways. There's a great power in that, I find, when people gather. So talking about, you know, in a friend's meeting, when you have a group of people gathered who are seeking, who are looking for guidance, who are opening themselves up to the divine, that's a really powerful experience. That's something that's not easily perhaps defined. And it's quiet, but it's powerful as well. Some of my songs that speak to that, and maybe I don't know that I've ever really written a song directly about that experience, although perhaps uh, the song Within Me, The Light, would be the closest in that I used that line, Within Me, The Light, directly inspired by Quaker experience. Even though the song is maybe about some other things, like a lot of the songs that I write, I think sometimes it can possibly be about some different things. I might be inspired by a particular idea, and perhaps a song like Powerful Voice, Paul Robeson song, is clearly, I'm telling a story. I'm telling you a story about Paul Robeson. That's what the song is about. But Within Me, The Light is perhaps one that's a little more nuanced. Maybe it's, it's the kind of song where I'm, I'm offering some suggestions for, for us all to think about and hopefully enjoy while listening to it, too. Kevin Slick, Within Me, The Light. Open my eyes And I see the light Within Within me the light I open my heart touch within within me the light within me the light opening long lost doors in my heart Within me the light 
Within Me the Light by Kevin Slick, who is our Song of the Soul guest today. It's from his album, a 2011 album, Random Images from an Unmarked Box. A beautiful song, beautiful aspiration. Yeah, Within Me the Light. And I think you do a good job there, Kevin, of capturing the inside and the outsideness of the light. I experienced this without, and it's echo connected with this within. Some people think it's only one way or the other, like, you know, you've got gods out there, or the divine link is over there, but instead it's kind of, it's all over the place. Definitely. One of the songs of mine that seems to be a favorite of a lot of people's, and perhaps one that, uh, if I were to say, is going to encapsulate my philosophy of life, it would be Moon Over Electric Canyon. That title came from a drawing or a painting, I don't remember which, that a friend of mine in high school made. I use it in the song, Moon Over Electric Canyon. It's, it's a repeated line. Its purpose in the song, I suppose, is really maybe to, to give a picture, give an image, or just be, be nice-sounding words that work in a song. But the, the rest of the lyrics of that song are, to me, about life where the phrase is there, it's not so bad to be forgotten, to be a wave on the sea, is this idea that, you know, all of us are, we're like waves on the sea. We're part of this this vast ocean of humanity. And what is it that will be left after we're gone? You know, I don't know. Some people build things or write things down or, or, or make things in some way. Some people connect with a lot of people and some people don't. And in the, the grand scheme of things, our lives on Earth are, you know, a short time in the vast history of the Earth. But it's all perfect. The wave on the sea image, and that comes back in the last verse, your touch is quickly passing, you are a wave on the sea is this idea that when you're watching waves come in, those waves that come in, you know, they're only there for a moment. They're only visible for a moment. And they're perfect. There's nothing that you really need to add to any of them, to any of that experience. It's just the transitory nature, I guess, of life, that it is just this momentary thing, and that's fine. It's perfect. It doesn't have to be anything beyond what it is. And I guess that maybe fits also in with some of Zen teaching perhaps as well. But it's definitely the way I look at the world is that it really is a perfect world in many ways. There's much about it that's wonderful. There's certainly issues with people here and there that we can, you know, that maybe are not smooth and things that we can improve. But as far as what we are in the world, what's our place in the world, you know, it's okay to be one wave on the sea, to be one link in the chain, you know, to be one part of this wonderful chorus of humanity. We don't have to be the leader. We don't have to be special in, in some other way other than just our uniqueness makes us special. And all that's captured in Moon Over Electric Canyon by Kevin Slick. Moon Over Electric Canyon Only the sound of your guitar Moon over electric canyon It's not so bad to be forgotten To be a wave on the sea
Canyon, written by Kevin Slick, who's here today for Song of the Soul. It came out in his first albums, first of his 14 albums that you can find out there on CD Baby. That first one was called Tap Dancing in the Middle Ages. The version you just heard is performed by Neo Sudo, and it's on their recording, Laughing Symbols No Sono. What the heck does that mean? I... <laughs> Well, the name Neo Sudo came from the fact that when the group began, it began as a duo, myself and, and Mike Bittison, and eventually grew to taking various other people, Ed Nardi, Paul Butler, Curtis Bayer, David Bittison, Brian Delaney, Steve Whitlock. We, we had a whole cast of characters. The name came about because at that time, the music we were doing was pretty diverse. And a lot of the music that I was doing at that time, I was starting to release records and they were being reviewed. And I noticed they were always using words like, well, it's sort of neo-folk, or it's you know, pseudo beatlesque and they would use all these crazy terms to describe it. And I thought, well, yeah, we're just, we're neo-pseudo, that's what we are, that fits it. So at that time when we did that album, Paul Butler, who was playing in the band, had a son, Luke, who I think was maybe two years old at that time. No Sono was how he said neo-pseudo. Okay. <laughs> and so we just thought, well, we were going to call the album Laughing Symbols, but then we decided we should tack on No Sono in honor of Luke's unique way of pronouncing the band name. <laughs> and you've got this whole range of recordings out there. I mean, I, as I said, out on CD Baby, you have 14 solo albums, but you've also got nine with Neo Sudo. 
You've got one out there with steel pennies, and some of it's instrumentals. Yeah, I do uh, film music a lot these days, just for a lot of independent films doing scores. I also play every summer pretty much at a film conference in Pittsburgh called The Monster Bash, which is classic horror science fiction films from like the silent era up through maybe the 1950s or 60s. And I play for silent movies there, the piano or organ for the silent movies there. And I've done a few film scores for silent films that are coming out on DVD. You can find those on the, on the website, kevinslick.com as well. There's some different companies, you know, they're putting out old silent movies on DVD and they want a music soundtrack to go with it. So I've done some of that sort of work as well. And I mean, I love all kinds of music. To me, music is just music. It's I've heard the quote attributed to several people, but the idea that there's only two kinds of music, good music and the other kind, that's pretty much where I come from. It's whether it's opera or folk or punk or psychedelic or whatever. If it's got soul, if it has spirit, then I want to listen to it and I want to, perhaps I want to sing it. If it's something I can do reasonably, then I want to be a part of it too. Yeah, I was wondering, Kevin Slick doing opera. I, I wasn't quite picturing that. <laughs> Well, that's what I haven't really, I haven't really delved into yet. But who knows? Who knows? It could happen. I don't know. Well, with all the genres of music that you do, Kevin, we were talking earlier about the Amen Trio, but we didn't play any of their music. I've got a suggestion, since we're not going to fit it in this hour. How about you send me one of the songs, and I'll have it as a bonus excerpt on my site, so people can come to NordenSpiritRadio.org, and they'll hear one more song. This one, Kevin Slick, Andrea Love and Annie Savage, that is the Amen Trio. You'll hear that song as a bonus excerpt. What song are they going to hear? We'll play uh, The Lark in the Clear Air, which is one I really enjoy. Andrea sings it, and she has such a gorgeous voice. It's, it's always one I love listening to. So you're going to hear Lark in Clear Air, and it'll be a bonus excerpt on NordenSpiritRadio.org. But how are we going to conclude this broadcast, Kevin? Let's go out with a song called Balance of Life, which is another one of my songs celebrating life, thinking about, singing about just the joy of being with people, of connecting with people. I use words like, isn't it amazing how the air just wraps around you, how the wind makes you want to dance? That's true for me. I often feel like I should be living in a musical where people just break into song and dance on the street all the time because it just seems like the normal way to do things. Two things before we actually play the song. Number one, which version do you want to play? You've got one on Balance, which is you released in 1999, but you also have a version that you released on your recording. I have dreams that I will be the world's tallest person and I don't want to be. <laughs> yes, that, that was a title that was given to me by one of my students. I teach elementary school and I, I honest to goodness heard a little girl one day just walk into class and sit down and say, I had dreams that I was the world's tallest person and I didn't want to be. <laughs> well, and the other question that I had for you, Kevin, was how long has it been since you've seen your upper lip? <laughs> Every picture I've seen of you, you've got a mustache. You maybe have a beard, but you have a mustache. For me, it's been since 1974. How long has it been for you? More recent than that. On a regular basis, maybe it's been about 20 years or so. But uh, there have been a few times in the last few years where I have shaved my beard or mustache because I mentioned the monster bash and performing for silent movies. 
I've often done the performance in the makeup of one of the characters. We have usually uh, somebody at the film convention who is a professional makeup artist. And so I've done, for example, Phantom of the Opera in makeup, you know, replicating Lon Chaney's makeup from Phantom of the Opera and did the whole unmasking scene and everything like that. And so for any of those sort of things where I have to be all covered in latex and, and makeup, I have to shave everything off. So. <laughs> But as a, as a rule, it's probably been since probably Bill Clinton was president the last time my upper lip walked about freely in the air of the day. Well, okay. Thank you for enlightening me there. We'll enlighten our listeners with your last song in a moment, Kevin. But first, I want to remind them that they can track you down at kevinslick.com. There's a link to you on northernspiritradio.org, of course. Find all of your 14 solo albums and others by Neo Sudo, Steel Pennies, etc. And they can get to know you even more. It was a pleasure having you here, Kevin. And I'm so sorry I didn't run into you in person when I was down in Colorado last summer. And I look forward to connecting sometime in the future. That would be great. So thanks for joining me, Kevin. Remember, there are bonus excerpts, including more of Kevin Slick's music on northernspiritradio.org. We'll end our visit with Kevin Slick with his song, Balance of Life. We'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. Isn't it amazing how the air just wraps around you? How the wind sometimes makes you dance. How the sky opens up before you. As we move in the balance of life. As we move in the balance of life. Amazing how we weave our lives together And gather strength from our friends all around And that strength just grows Every day that we move In the balance of life That we move In the balance of life around you How the wind sometimes makes you dance How the sky opens up before you As we move in the balance of life As we move in the balance of Theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. 
My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your song of the soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy, let in the light, it will heal you. And you can feel you and sing out a song.